This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You, know, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. And good morning to everyone here on another Sunday morning, Paul Molitor Show. I'm Jack Morris here in Target Field, and Chris Atterbury and Paul Molitor at Comerica Park in Detroit. Uh, I imagine everybody's on board. Chris, you there? Paul, you there? I am here. Beautiful day in Detroit. Morning, Jack. I'm here, too. Very good. Well, Paul, it's been a heck of a week. Uh, Twins on one of their best win streaks of the year. Uh, Guys are finding ways to... Bang the ball around in all aspects of the game. Uh, pitching has been adequate. Uh, bullpen's been good. And then all of a sudden you have a crazy one like yesterday. Talk a little bit about the weekend. What was? Well, uh, you know, it's it's been an enjoyable week for the most part. I think, you know, to have a little bit of resurgence and, you know, win some games and doing it in multiple fashions with pitching at times, with bullpen help at times, with big hits, uh, defense. Um, you know, it's it's just been it's been fun, and then you come into last night, and you know you spot them five again, and you, somehow, some way, you end up being up by five, and then uh, you know you you can't hold on. So it, that one hurt. Um, it, it hurt a lot. I think everyone understands that. But um, you know, funny thing this morning, I I got up and I opened the window, and the sun was out. It, it, <laughs> it the next day comes, you know, so. As much as we can, I think we got to learn from those type of games. Sometimes they're just going to happen. Sometimes maybe everyone realizes that, hey, this game's nine innings for a reason. Um, but we'll come back today. We we got Irvin out there, and, uh, you know, just would be really a good day for a good start. You know, we've knocked that bullpen around him for a couple of days. And try to win this series, you know, and uh, come home with a good trip. Um, regroup tomorrow with a day of rest and, and get ready for, you know, the next chapter of the of the season. Well, i got to believe the team feels especially good with Irvin on the mound. But we've talked, Chris and, and I and you have talked uh, about the emotional roller course ride of a, of a season and how losing kind of uh, inbreds losing and winning can really pick a team up. Here in the last week, you've got a team that was uh, – quite a ways out of the wild card you get back into actually being the second team in the wild card before mm-hmm. the loss yesterday i got to believe that this week has really given the team a boost about you know their ability to come back their ability to to score runs and and win ball games it's got to be a big boost for them i think it has been you know uh it's hard not to know what's going on with uh you know whether you know you talk about us in cleveland and how that gap is closed and and all the clubs that are you know, kind of sandwiched together in that wild card hunt in the American League. It's it's something that I that I know that I know what's going on, but I try not to worry about it too much um, because it's going to be volatile. There's no question about it. When that many teams are involved, and some days, you know, 
six of the teams are playing each other, and it's just going to have some changes to it. And, and, you know, it's one thing to have, you know, 10 games to go. It's another thing to have close to 50. So we all know it's about winning. We we have to find a way to uh, to do that as much as we possibly can and, you know, winning series and take advantage of opportunities to put together little runs like we did this past week. You know, this Tiger team continues to give us problems with their with their offense and, you know, they've had our number really for the most part uh, this year winning all the series that we've played and last year. So, yeah, it's 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 fun that we're in the mix and, you know, try not to look too much at it. I, I try to just focus on what we're going to do out there on that field today, Jack. Yeah, Paul, I want to I want to talk about the offense and we can get to the, the pitching and, and I think you were right on when you said you've won the six of the last seven, and all in very different fashions with every facet of your game showing up at, at different times. But offensively in particular, we've seen a, a resurgence for guys like Polanco and, and Kepler. Eddie's been very steady. Uh, Joe's back back to being Joe. But is this the style of offense you envision when you look at your roster? And I'm talking about guys going first to third, balls in the gap, a very aggressive offense, not a sit-back-and-wait offense that we've seen on display this week. Well, I, I think that that's – a type of game that I prefer, and obviously it, it relates to your personnel and not only how talented they are, but how they uh, mature in their talent. And, you know, at times when we're flowing and we're scoring runs and guys are getting on base, you know, we can we can put some pressure on some teams. We've tried to take advantage in this series of, you know, taking that extra base or stealing a base here and there, some of those type of things. But, you know, it's a, it's a nice mix. We got we got some athletic guys that can run, and we can hit it over the fence. And uh, when we get it going, and, and obviously the resurgence of some of the guys here in the short term has bolstered our offense and given us more balance from top to bottom. All right, Paul, we've got to take our first break here. We'll be right back with the Paul Molitor Show here on the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. And welcome back here to the Paul Molitor Show. Jack Morris in studio here at Target Field. Chris and Paul at Comerica Park in Detroit. Paul, uh, obviously you, you got your ace going, the guy that's been the most consistent on your pitching staff uh, in Urban Santana today. But I want to ask you about father time. Uh, Bartolo Colon has just been outstanding in his last couple starts. Uh, seems like he's got his legs underneath him. He's uh, he's been durable. He's gone deep into games. Can you uh, put it into words what uh, what a guy at his age has been able to do for your club so far? Well, it's difficult to do, Jack, because uh, you know it's it's just you know far and away the exception to the rule of of what people do in this game. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but when we saw him last year in mid September in New York. Um, he carved up our, our team. And, you know, this year when he went to Atlanta, you know, for whatever reason, you know, things didn't go particularly well. And when we signed him, you know, there was a little bit of an outcry that, you know, we were, you know, pulling on straws here. But, uh, you know, he stepped up for us. He's, he's been a great clubhouse presence. He has fun. He's, he's, he's mentoring our young, not only our young pitchers, but our young position players. He's kind of a quiet guy, but he has a way about him. Um, but most importantly, he's thrown the ball really well. I, I think that he's kind of found something that maybe he didn't have early in the year in terms of you know the late movement and maybe that little extra on that four seamer. And um, you know, it's, it's it's definitely given us a boost. So you know, today, like you said, Irvin's been our most consistent guy, and and uh, you know, he in his own way is 
finding ways into his mid-30s to still be an outstanding pitcher in this league. But a combination of our starters have, and the way the rotation has shaped up has, has been a big boost for us. Now, when you look at the last week, too, Paul, uh, Irvin and Bartolo have been outstanding, and there's that symbiotic relationship between the rotation's performance and the bullpen. And they went deep, and suddenly the bullpen goes on a tear where they didn't give up a run in uh, nearly 18 innings against the Brewers in a four-game sweep. But suddenly now you've got a run of short starts in and around Cologne and Santana. Did that catch up with the pen a little bit last night? And is that something that if you just keep getting short starts, you're eventually going to – those guys will eventually run into a wall? Yeah, you have to pay the fiddler at some point when when the innings mount up in a short short span. Uh, you know, obviously the, the the more fresh you can keep your guys and spread them out in terms of rest days, the more effective they're going to be. Uh, and you know, when, when that happens, you just you just hope that a guy like Irvin can you know absorb some of that. Uh, you know, the, what we're lacking out there in terms of depth and people available today, because uh, it'll be a little bit more of a challenge. So. Um, but it happens. I, I think that's when you welcome the off days and, and, and longer starts and hopefully get yourself back in a position where you have more arms available if you have to make those calls out to the pen. Paul, it's been well documented. The team struggled uh, against the Detroit Tigers here in uh, recent times, but today you have a chance to go out, win a game, and win a series for the first time on the road. Uh, talk a little bit about why Detroit has had your number and uh, with your ace on the mound today, things could be different. Well, it's, uh, you know, for some reasons, Jack, as you know from playing, those things are somewhat cyclical, and they're not always very easy, ex- easily explainable. Uh, you know, there's no question that when you look at their right-handed bats and their ability to, to score runs, uh, it, it's, a t- it's a tough task for any pitching staff. And combined with the fact that, you know, we've had trouble at times with some of their starters, uh, uh, you know, we've done better this series. We've, we've, we're swinging the bats better. But I think it's just one of those things where they're fairly confident that no matter the type of game, that they're going to find a way to get back in it. And, and you know, hopefully that's it works conversely and that we start to feel that we can come back in games too. So I think winning today would be a big boost for us, not only the fact that wins are so valuable right now, but kind of to maybe turn the tide on how these series have gone with the Tigers to this point in this season. Well, last night there were some chances to add on late, Paul, and we mentioned the offense. Eight guys had double or multiple hits last night, and we, we talked about Polanco and Kepler. You've been doing all of this without the big guy in the middle. Miguel Sano, since coming back from getting hit on the hand, uh, has had a couple hits yesterday, but we haven't seen the, the power. We've seen the strikeouts continuing to mount. Is that the next step in his maturation, the, the, the limiting of the strikeouts? I know we live in an era where strikeouts are accepted when they come uh, conjoined with power, but he's a strong enough guy. It seems like he could he could still hit the ball out without maybe uh, having to pile up as many strikeouts as we're seeing. Well, I'll try not to get too long-winded on that answer, Chris. He, uh, you know, I think the strikeouts have always been there. Uh, obviously, they've seemed to have increased since his return from his latest uh, plunking on the hand. Um, but the fact that I think they're more noticeable is the fact that we're not getting the big hits mixed in and. Uh, you know, I think he's forcing it a little bit. Um, obviously, the last couple of nights, you know, you can, you know, double di- double digits in terms of swings on pitches that are outside the zone. He's expanding more, and uh, and that's just you know trying to do too much. You, you still have to let the game come to you. Um, I think he's kind of a little bit more in pull mode. We're trying to get him to stay on the ball a little bit longer, and and uh, you know he's just having a little trouble recognizing those off-speed pitches. And when you expand the zone, those guys are going to take advantage. 
And with that, we'll take our second break. Uh, stick around. You're listening to the Paul Mahler Show right here on the Twins Radio Network. We are back. Paul Molitor, Chris Atterbury, and Jack Morris all present. Paul, uh, got to ask you about today's starter you're going to face. Uh, Matt Boyd is a guy that has had some good luck against the Twins. Uh, he's got the big breaking ball and can add and subtract with his fastball. Uh, and yet the Twins have also had their days against him. Uh, you expect anything different today? Well, you know, he's uh, he's still relatively young in terms of his, his experience up here. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like this kid as far as his his future is concerned. I, I think he's still learning how to, you know, uh, minimize damage when he gets in trouble and so some some of those type of things. It seems like you can, you know, take advantage with runners in scoring position and things like that, where his numbers seem to slip a little bit. Um, you're right. There's been games when he's pitched really well. He, uh, the one thing he does that he's not afraid to do is pitch into right-hand hitters, which I think needs to be done if you're going to be effective trying to get uh, – get outs in those type of matchups but uh got a little different lineup today and uh, you know hopefully it's it's one that can put some numbers up on the board and, and Irvin can protect any type of lead that we might be able to get him early on in the ball game yeah Matthew Boyd uh, reminds me of a guy that you and I remember well uh, the late uh, Paul Splitorf he's got the sure you know big breaking ball and pitches inside uh, talk a little bit about your lineup today uh, everybody available well we're, we're changing it up a little bit uh today I'm, I'm going primarily right-handed, uh, which means I have uh, Castro and Maurer and Kepler on the bench today. Um, you know, at the infield, I'm going to have Polanco is going to be a short and Dozier at second, but I'm going to put Miguel over at first base and put Adrianza at third and D.H. Chesco today. In the outfield, Robbie Grossman and, and Buck and, and Rosario will be out there. So it's got a little different look. You know, I, I, I'm trying to make sure that I – Keep the big picture in mind. Uh, obviously, it'd be great to have, you know, some of these guys in there. Uh, but I think in terms of matchups and, and trying to keep these guys fresh uh, for what we have remaining in the season is, is still important. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. They're not easy decisions to make, but you have to try to do what's best, knowing, knowing the guys the way that I do and who these uh, these off days coupled with tomorrow will, will benefit the most. Well, that's a statement well made. Uh, only managers know the the personnel uh, better than anybody else. Paul, uh, healthy Byron Buxton can really do some fabulous things. We saw another web gem this week, uh, the other day, Robin Miguel uh, Cabrera of a, of a hit. Uh, does he make up uh, a little bit in your decision process for putting guys uh, on his left side and right side, the fact that he can cover so much ground? Well, it, it, it does help those those situations. Um you know, I said the other night after that play, it's just, you know, you can take him out now and then. He's been hurt a couple of times, and, and we have adequate uh, people that can move over into that position. But it's going to be a step down, if not multiple steps, just because of, of the way he can protect the other corners and, and really protect our pitching in general. So, uh, you know, he's had some better days offensively. He's still, you know, trying to get a little bit more consistent. Uh, one thing I noticed about his at-bats is that, you know, he seems to have that – one pitch in every at bat where you know he he flips a count. He'll go from instead of maybe hitting in a two one count to a one two count or whatever it was. And sometimes those are the differences in giving yourself a better chance to get a hit or getting on base. But there's no question the defense is is elite. And uh, you know I, I know our pitching staff enjoys the fact that when they look back out there, they got him him roaming the outfield and and, and making sure that he patrols that center field as well as anybody in the game. 
Yeah, and this particular ballpark lays out just, it's beautiful. You could just charge the price of a ticket just to watch Byron take balls in this spacious center field. Uh, you know, in Milwaukee, Joe was about one for his last 21. He has about 10 hits since then, Paul, and he's driven in yep. a mess of runs. Uh, he, he cut his hair all off before he went on this tear. Are you going to get a barber and just line everybody up in the clubhouse and shear everybody? Uh, hey, whatever it takes at this point. Um, you know, I, I think even during that one for 20, one for 21, whatever it was, uh, you know, we saw some, some well-hit baseballs, and he was taking his walks. Um, it was kind of ironic that it came right after he had tied uh, Tony Oliva for hits out there in San Diego at the end of the last road trip. But, you know, I, I, I wasn't concerned about it because I know the at-bats were still of high quality, and, and sure enough, the hits start coming in bunches over the last three, four days. So, uh you know, he's he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, when you look at the consistency throughout the year, it, it's been a nice, solid year for Joe in pretty much every aspect. The defense continues to be uh, outstanding. You know, other than that pop-up he missed in the twilight in Minnesota, he's had an errorless year. He's picked up our infielders. He's shown great range on those pop-ups down the right field line, including last night with that juggling catch. And um, it's tough to take him out, you know, when you got your best pitcher on the mound because of his, you know, obviously he can give you good at bat, but yeah, I know he's my best defender over there at first base. And with that, we're going to have to take our final break. When we come back, we'll ask Paul about uh, quirks and superstitions and goofy things that he's seen in the game right here on the Twins Baseball Radio Network. And welcome back to the Paul Mahler Show here on the final segment. Paul, before we went to break, uh, Chris asked you a little bit about, a, I think, a coincidence. Uh, Joe Maurer gets a haircut and goes on a tear. Uh, but yet baseball is full of superstitions. Uh, anything come to mind about something you saw over your career or as a coach or any? Any time in your uh, years in baseball? Well, as you know, Jack, there's a lot of guys that uh, are, are probably very high-end superstitious about things that they do on a daily basis, and I think players are, you know, maybe a little bit obsessive about being overly mindful of, of things that they might do on a given day where they perform particularly well. Uh, you know, I, I think that I looked at it more of uh, – as I, I trusted the routine that I went through each and every day to, to prepare rather than thinking I had to do something. Otherwise, it might affect my fortune in a particular ball game. But some guys are out there, man, They whether it's, you know, their underwear that they wear or, you know, little things that they like to draw into the sand on the on the field before they take their first at bat. It's just it, it's pretty extensive at times. But. Uh, you know, whatever it takes to make a guy feel good about giving himself a good chance to have a good day. Yeah, it's probably more about routine and uh, feeling good than it is about uh, superstitions. I got to ask you: you, you go back and, and uh, play in your old uh, stomping grounds, uh, a couple games in Milwaukee where your team is yeah. playing extremely well. Uh, talk about your feelings when you go back there. I know it's a new ballpark; it's a different time in baseball, but still got to be a good feeling for you to go back uh, amongst. Uh, you, People that admired your career so much in Milwaukee. So, well, you know, the the, the, the Milwaukee four-game set was a lot of fun. You know, at, at our ballpark, you know, it's just uh, some of the bet, best atmosphere that we've experienced at Target Field this year. There was quite a few uh, Wisconsin people there and, you know, kind of a back-and-forth cheering from one team to the other. And, and then on to Milwaukee where that kind of continued and we played well in all four of those games. But, you know, personally, you know, you, you – you have to be aware of uh, a, lo a large chapter of your life. I, I spent 15 years in that community, and 
um, you know, the people remember. They, they remember the fact that we got to a World Series and a lot of those type of things. I still have a lot of friends in that town. It, it's usually a busy couple of days. Um, but always look forward to having an opportunity to go back to where I spent uh, the majority of my playing career. Now, Paul, I know you talked about this with Corey earlier in the week, but kind of a neat opportunity for your family while you were in Milwaukee with your son Ben playing literally next door. Uh, you had a little doubleheader there uh, in Milwaukee. Yeah. How did that all come about, and how much fun was that for you to sit literally at the, the same spot that used to be County Stadium and watch, uh, watch Ben and his friends play? Yeah, for the for the people that don't know, when they when they built the new Miller Park, it's, it's adjacent to where the old County Stadium used to be, and and rather than just tear the whole thing down and turn it into parking spaces, they left a little plot of the land open to build a little league ballpark, which is beautiful. It's it's set up as nice as you can imagine for any little league team to go in there and play some baseball. Unfortunately, the Adina Baseball Association made some contacts. They, they brought down my son's team to witness uh, our first game against the Brewers. We got them out on the field for batting practice, and then they followed up with a game against the uh, Wisconsin team the following day at this little park. And, and you know, it's just one of those memories for, for a, a group of kids that were able to go down there and experience some things that they might not otherwise get an opportunity to do and obviously as a dad you know anytime you get a chance to watch your kids perform or play or do anything like that it's just a great time for bonding yeah it was really a a neat experience and uh, hopefully a neat experience here today as you guys wrap up what we hope is a series victory over the tigers best of luck today running them out there paul and uh good luck okay look forward to seeing everybody back at target field for the indian series win the series paul win the series Sounds good, Jack. You guys have a good day. Jack, your helicopter's here. It's landing right in the middle of the diamond. <laughs> There's plenty of room out there right now. I imagine uh, no BP on Sundays usually. No BP, and uh, we made this all work somehow, some way, once again, with uh, people in all different parts. Jack, you say hi to Danny today on the golf course. We'll see you back when we get back tomorrow. All right. It's been fun, Chris. Uh, it's been another show, the Paul Mahler Show. And uh, stick around. we got more here for Twins Baseball on the Twins Radio Network. You have been listening to the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.